One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. And welcome back to the Beer Ladies podcast. I am Katie and I will be your host today. Um, in this episode, we're talking about beers and gods. I don't know many uh, gods of beer. <laughs> um, before I introduce my co-host, just a reminder that we are on YouTube uh, for those who prefer to watch us. Um, and then wherever you get your podcasts, and we would invite you to subscribe and uh, like and share and tell a friend um okay let's meet uh everyone today so we have uh christina say hi hi i'm waving hi. you can't hear me <laughs> you can't hear you me <laughs> and we have joanne hey uh how's it going and we have lisa hello everybody hey uh so i suppose we'll we'll go straight into what we're drinking so christina Right. So um, Hope very kindly sent me sent me two beers. Um, and this is the Red IPA. It's their winter seasonal for 2020. Um, and it says red, hoppy and malty. And it definitely is one that that does exactly what it says on the tin. Um, I love red IPAs and I haven't had one in, oh my gosh, years. I, I can't really think of the last time I've had a red IPA, to be honest with you. Um, and this is delicious. I love this beer. Um, and I'm not saying that because they send it to me because <laughs> as we covered in one of our other episodes, if I don't like something, I just don't talk about it. Um, but I, I really do like this. This was lovely. And um, thank you so much uh, to Hope for sending this to me. Um, it's delicious and I will be buying more. Yay. And Joanne, what are you drinking? I have um, Oh Brother Nightcrawler milk stout which is I've had I've had this a few times I like this stout it's it's decent um I even have the uh, branded glass although you can't really <gasps> you can't make Wait. it out with the with the stout um yeah that's a really this is a really nice one that I've had quite a few times I enjoy it and it's not too strong either so good solid stout good and Lisa what are you drinking so I'm trying a new to me beer, although I will I will echo Christina and say that the Hope uh, seasonal one is gorgeous. Red IPA, go go buy it. I had some too, and it is absolutely delicious. Ran out and bought a ton more, but since it is a school night as we record, I'm going for a modest beer. So they are from north of the border. So they're uh, they're in Northern Ireland, and this is their table pale ale. But they specialize in very sessionable beers. So this is the first one I've had from them, but. Uh, so far, so good. This is only 3%. So, you know, perfect when you're not uh, 
uh, when you're trying to still accomplish things later. So um, hopefully this does the <laughs> trick, but definitely uh, very good so far. So uh, thanks to thebeerclub.ie. Uh, didn't send it for free or anything. They just started stocking them. So always good to try something new. Oh, uh, yeah, I do. Like I have followed uh, in your footsteps, Lisa, and I also have a I have a micro IPA. I have uh, Northern Lights from uh, Whiplash, and it's a 2.8% uh, micro IPA. Um, Tons of flavor. Love that beer. And it's so full of flavor. You don't really expect it, I think, from 2.8%. Mm. But it's, uh, it's a week night. Um, I work in the morning. So I can't go. I can't go. Uh, triple IPA or anything like that. <laughs> and it's really, really nice. It's delicious. Here, here. Okay. So, what do we know about gods and beers? I actually, I asked my son about this. He's big into mythology. So he said, Dionysus. Everybody knows Dionysus. <laughs> God of wine and debauchery, really? Or, or just, <laughs> just relaxing? Pleasure? <laughs> all of the above all of the above yes yeah and um, then I, he mentioned he mentioned ishtar as well so that's as far as my um, oh, he, he's on of... the right track he's oh, on the he? right track mm-hmm. okay yes i would say this is one of those where i know just enough to be dangerous i know christina's going to know a, a lot more but i will say that the bit i've dipped in and out of uh, over the years it's actually interesting because obviously very universal. You find, um, you know, sort of beer and alcohol related gods all over the world. So some of the really interesting ones are ones that may be actually less familiar to people in kind of the Western tradition. So I'm sure we're going to hear about that. But we've definitely got some really, really uh, cool ones over here, especially when you get into Vikings and stuff. There's uh, there's good times with those guys. Absolutely. And and I, I'm not going to position myself as an expert in this one either, because there's just so, 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 so many. Um, so it, it is a bit of you. I know enough to know that I don't know enough. Um, <laughs> so I, I'm going to talk about what I do know. So um, to anyone who's listening, um, if you have other beer gods, goddesses, uh, mythological figures that you want us to talk about, or you want us to do some more research in, please tag us, send us messages. I love any excuse to to do research so please give me one um and i i i'd love to 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 do a beer in god's beer you know part two part three part whatever so just you know send those into us and we'll we'll dig around and see what we can find absolutely i was just gonna i don't know a whole lot about it either to be honest i did a little bit of reading this evening and yesterday um and i found so i i found a couple of bits about um and i was wondering christina is there's a goddess of beer called Brachiaca, Brachiaca, who was referred to in Derbyshire. And I was just wondering if that was mm. any relationship to your website, your uh, Brachiatrix. Uh, yeah, Brachiatrix is actually um, from the Latin word for female brewer. So um, like tricks is the like, it's, it's like the end to make it female. So mm. the brachia part is, or brachia um, is, is the beer part and the tricks okay, okay. is the female part. So, okay. Um, yeah. But it was um, the goddess of malt induced intoxication, which I've quite like the. Nice. The oh, I love and, that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And the malt induced is in brackets. So, um, or, or the goddess of beer, they kind of have the two versions. And then they kind of went on to talk about the, the French meaning of intoxication versus the English meaning to, to show that it could be beer or it could be something else because intoxication, the French meaning is apparently to do with poison and poisoning. Oh, so that that's was fun. 
Yeah. Yeah. Not, not as, not as, not as delightful. No, 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 no. It was just, that, that was kind of one of the things I came across and there's hope, but there's so much out there though, to kind of troll through. Yeah, absolutely. And it goes right back to the beginning of, of certainly written history mm. I mean, and written history and written myths. Certainly, uh, you know, when we get back to, you know, people will like to cite the, the hymn to Ninkazi and Ninkazi being one of the goddesses of, of brewing, although perhaps she gets a, a little more um, uh, spotlight, if you like, just because we have cuneiform, we have tablets with her name on them, we have the hymn. So you have something written to refer to instead of just maybe a name or maybe you know, something a little bit more vague. So I, I think we we may overemphasize a little bit, but again, she, she's just one, but I will say one of my favorite breweries in the Pacific Northwest in the U.S. is named after her and they make some fantastic beers. So highly recommend continuing to, you know, draw that that line through uh, to, to the modern business. All good. Yeah, I think I've been to, that's in Oregon, isn't it? It is, I've, yes. I've been to the Nankazi uh brewery when I when I oh, lived it's in really Oregon. tasty Re- yeah really t- that whole region though has has such amazing breweries. oh definitely yeah so do we want to do we want to kick off with with a, a, a goddess quite close to home since we're in Ireland Shall we oh, start absolutely. With, we'll start with yeah. Bridget um I'm going to start with Bridget then Saint Bridget who um is some scholars argue is an amalgamation of of a of an ancient goddess um as well as possibly a druid and possibly a saint um, sort of come come together to make this this idea of Bridget and that she probably wasn't um, a real person, um, but she but she served a purpose um, with within the society in which they wrote wrote about her and um, that that makes her just as important whether she's mythological or 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 real. Um, and Bridget is 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 very well known to be associated with beer and brewing. In fact, she's she performs miraculous brew days. This is sort of her thing. Um, one of the stories is is Easter is approaching, and she's she's just founded this this nunnery in Kildare. And Easter's approaching, and they don't have beer to, or I should I should. I'm being anachronistic. I should be saying ale because this is non hopped <laughs> beer. So this is ale um, and they don't have ale to give to the churches that um, are around them and, and the people. And so, you know, the nuns are kind of panicking. What are we going to do? You want to do this? How is this going to happen? And she's like, no, 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 I got this. You know, I'm going to, we're going to do a miracle here. This is fine. This is fine. <laughs> and she does. And she takes one like vat of, of, beer and it's like enough to 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 provide beer for I think it's 17 churches trying to remember off the top of my head but I think it's 17 churches and so there's her miraculous brew day and then the bishop is so amazed and then the next you know the next day she makes more beer for him and um and she she also turns water into beer which cures her stepmother and like this is just a you know common thread throughout Bridget's life um I, I love the stories of St. Bridget. She's she's quite the renegade saint. Um, it just is. The, yeah. <laughs> it's something I, I myself and Joanna are Irish. And uh, I remember growing up making St. Bridget's Day crosses on the mm. 1st of February, which is St. Bridget's yeah, Day. Yeah. We never knew any about this backstory. No, I, I, I didn't. It was all about, yeah, with all the other stuff, you know, yeah. how she got this land for, she got this land for a church by using her cloak. Uh, her cloak. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it it took up enough space to build a church. That, yeah, that that's pr- pretty much the one I know her for most. I think I can tell you some more. Um, I'll be really quick and tell you a quick few <laughs> tangents about Bridget. Do do. 
My favorite is um is, is she stole everything in sight when she was when she was younger. She was Ooh. she just stole everything, but to give it to the poor, you know, like she she's like <laughs> a proto Robin Hood kind of figure. Bridget is just <gasps> stealing everything. Um I love that she stole butter to give to a starving dog. Like, oh, sorry. But yeah, so her so her father is like so fucking fed up with her stealing everything and they're like, she's just not having it. Um, so he's like, I'm gonna sell this, I'm gonna sell her into slavery. I'm done with this. So so like he's at the market and for some God knows whatever stupid reason, he decides to leave his sword with her, you know, the most valuable thing he probably owns. Um, and, uh, what does she do? She steals it. Shock. And, um, so, so he goes to the king. See, 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 she stole it. She's, she's terrible. Um, and and the king, the king is like, well, would Bridget, would you, would you steal from me too? And she's like, yep, mm -hmm, I would. I absolutely would because, you know, I want to give to the poor. And he was, and then, you know, the king turns to her father and he goes, no, no, she's holy. She would even steal from me. So she's actually quite holy. Uh, So, you know, we're not going to, we're not going to, we're not going to sell her into slavery. She's about getting the right person on side. Yeah. She's, she's going to become a nun. Um, But, but I think, I think my favorite Bridget story is, um, so she says she's going to become a nun and this, this nobleman is like, you can't become a nun. You need to get married. Like, what are you doing? Like, you need to be, you need to be married. And she's like, no, 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 no. I'm going to be a nun. And he was like, and he, he just kept pressuring her and pressuring her. And so basically what she did is she took her eye out and handed it to him and was like, Am, should I get married now? And um, <laughs> he's like, no, you should smile more. <laughs> oh, oh. oh. <laughs> then, and then, of course, you know, God miraculously heals her. But because of his insolence, he also makes the guy, the 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 nobleman who was who was pestering her's eyeballs explode. Nice. Him. Oh, that's good. Which mm. just seems like a great mm. touch. Like it just yeah, seems. Yeah. So yeah. I I I just I love that about Bridget, and that's not even <laughs> to get into her miraculous abortions, which she's. Which so, she also- so consent was an issue back in back in the day. <sighs> oh my gosh, I have a tangential Bridget uh, anecdote, which is just that uh, I, I know a couple of weeks ago. Uh, all y'all were chatting about, uh, you know, sort of sort of working in the beer industry, BJCP exams. And I studied for and did my BJCP exam at Bridget's Bar in Philadelphia, which is, you know, lovely, you know, old school Irish pub of the sort you get in America, but very much, you know, uh, looking to this sort of female brewing tradition, always had amazing women running the place. And that was just sort of their, their nod to her. So I've always, always had, at least in my head, the the connection between Bridget and beer. But like you say, if you've grown up with it, you have this other view and mm. maybe you yeah, get to yeah. know if it's hidden. So, Yeah, I can weave a St. Bridget's Day cross, like <laughs> no bother. <laughs> Very cool. I wonder too, to what extent uh, Bridget is, is kind of an analog to Caridwen uh, in Wales, where she also, you know, does magic brewing stuff and all kinds of things kind of accidentally invents beer maybe uh and again one of those people who may be based on some real people but is probably again some kind of amalgamation but she's still very closely tied into this the sort of idea we've talked about before about sort of witchcraft but also brewing and potions and how they all sort of 
are kind of the same thing at a certain point. But uh, I'm sure that you know there must be people going back and forth across the uh, across the sea and sort of sharing some of these traditions. Um, and and in fact, there's a really good uh, podcast by a uh, a Welsh folklorist. I'm just going to double check to make sure I get the title right. It's a Ghosts and Folklore of Wales, and he he told her story a few weeks ago. So if anyone's looking for that, it's uh, he's got a good uh, a good thing running every every week. I do love to listen to the Welsh accent. Have you got a nice Welsh accent? Mm. He has a nice one. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I guess I can I can talk about one of my other my other favorite um, brewing goddesses, and this is just simply because her name is Lady Rainbow. Like, what a wonderful Aww. name! Um, so this is Nam Kubalwani. Um, so the Zulu goddess of rain, agriculture, fertility, mm. and the creator of beer, and she's also known as uh, Lady Rainbow, which is just that's a great the- name. The best name ever. Um, <laughs> so, and she's credited with teaching the Zulu women how to brew. Um, and I just, I think the stories about her are just wonderful. Um, so I, I would highly recommend looking, sort of researching her um, and sort of the rituals that are surround her. But to her, just, I just love her name, Lady Rainbow. It's just a wonderful name. <laughs> is great i love that yeah there's some really interesting stories too like you're saying about uh you know part of that whole tradition and we we are certainly going to have a future episode to talk about just brewing in different parts of africa because there are some really really interesting local traditions and again especially driven by the women in the in uh in you know different parts of the world but some really fascinating fascinating stuff so lots to dive into no, and I think it's I think it's really interesting because, of course, one of the one of the things that's associated with Lady Rainbow is um, gourds of beer were left out for the goddess to consume later. And this is something that we'll kind of see when we're talking about brewing gods and goddesses and and how they were honored or or how gods and goddesses were honored, even if they weren't brewing gods and goddesses um, were honored in, in in culture through beer. And the, the consistently we do see sacrifices of beer being sort of left out um, for the gods and goddesses to consume later. Yeah, absolutely. Or the, you know, important elites in society, especially like uh, when we look at Egypt and all the sort of funerary traditions, they always have lots of beer buried with them. And that, that, you know, they're some of the earlier ones we know about, but that certainly goes all through many, many, many other cultures. So it's always, uh, it's always good when you, when you, when you're excavating and you're like, oh, there's been something made of grain here. And (laughs) very excited about that. So I guess we can kind of tell a bit of a sort of scary story around um, a a beer goddess and actually one of one of my favorite stories as well um as i i don't think egyptian goddesses um i think they kind of sometimes get absorbed into the into the um the ninkasi it's just where people talk about ninkasi and then they're just like oh yes and there's also these egyptian beer goddesses and a bunch of them that's the thing yeah Yeah. (laughs) there's so many (laughs) there's so many um so so hathor um could also be in the form of the goddess Sekhmet. So I'm going to talk about um, Sekhmet. And she was literally a bloodthirsty warrior, literally a bloodthirsty warrior. I mean, she drank blood like this is this is this is the thing. So um, one of the the story I like about her and relates to beer is that the the god Ra um, was just over humans, (laughs) just done with us, you know, with our propensity for wickedness and stupidity and, you know, kind of what – humans ugh, the worst <laughs> so 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 he's just done so he's like eh, Sekhmet just 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 destroy them all I'm over it I'm just done with this kill them all so she's grand she 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 just starts slaughtering everything and consuming the blood of town after town after town and um 
so then Rod, Rod's like, great, great, great. Go, going well. It's excellent, excellent. And then he's sitting there and he goes, oh, if I kill them all, who's going to worship me? Uh-oh. <laughs> that's not going to, that's, that's, you know, I need, I need that. The ego needs this. So, so he's like, ah, okay. Okay. Yeah, no, segment, you gotta, you gotta rein it in. So, you know, and she's, and she's like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> so off she goes, off she goes. So Ra has to hatch this plan to kind of rein her in. So he decides to dye beer red um, to trick her mm. into consuming it, thinking it's beer. So she, she drinks it and she falls asleep. And then when she walks back, wakes back up, she's, she's Hathor again and she's kind and, you know, less murdery. <laughs> um so so off we go with with her but i just i love that story <laughs> just, like, yeah. I and, I, <laughs> and i love the idea that by drinking a lot you're suddenly super chill not that you now have become out of control it's the opposite you're like oh you've gone from up here and i'm motioning way up here to like oh now i'm i'm like a three now it's all good i'm you know no longer at an 11 i'm calm no. i'm calm <laughs> uh, the blood thirst is just gone it's vanished yeah, because the beer is just the beer, the better. magic beer. Well, I'm with like I would much prefer beer to to blood any day yeah. of the week. Mm. <laughs> yeah, and hard pass on the that. idea too. Of, you know that he's added a, a coloring agent because I know you can get you know super geeky people are like oh I'm not going to drink it if it has this particular adjunct. It's like no, it's guys, you do you. But yeah, I love the idea that he sort of tricked her by you know putting something in it that you don't necessarily need. So that's uh, mm. that's fascinating. But then also you know you you keep sort of digging through that and you're like, okay, so that means people understood that was something you could do, and you know it kind of keeps sort of saying. So what does that imply? Were you making sort of you know different colors for different occasions, or you know who knows, just for personal preference? You know, make it fun. All kinds of ideas. I think I think it's just I think it's just a wonderful story. I, I just hilarious. I love that. To me. <laughs> I think it's just hilarious. Um, so speaking of goddesses that kind of get ignored in Ninkasi's sort of shadow, and this is nothing against Ninkasi. No, all good, all good. Nothing against Ninkasi, um, <laughs> but but just um, just to kind of shine some light on some other sort of Mesopotamian, Egyptian, that kind of area. So we'll talk about Siduri um, from the Epic of Gilgamesh. Um, so she's a Sumerian goddess who appears in the Epic of Gilgamesh. Um, and she's associated with beer. And so she's she's kind of listed in a bunch of different ways. So she's sometimes an alewife, a tavern keeper, a divine girl, and a winemaker. Um, but in the Epic of Gilgamesh, she's running a tavern at the edge of the world um, where Gilgamesh sort of the hero approaches her for his, for, for aid. Um, and when she, when he, like, he comes close to the house and she just bars the door against him because she thinks he's a thief and a criminal because he's really bedraggled at this point. I mean, he's just, he's an absolute bitch. The man is just, you know, barely hanging on. So he, he just manages to kind of like shove his foot in the door and he tells, he tells her his name. Um, and she basically is like, okay, yeah, okay, right. Sure. I'm so sure. I'm so sure you're Gilgamesh. How come you look so awful if you're Gilgamesh? <laughs> you've done all these amazing things. You look terrible. What is happening here? And so he's like, well, actually, you know, my friend died. And I'm really sad about that. So she's like, oh, okay, fair, 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 fair. Um, but interestingly, a lot of scholars have argued that she expresses sort of this first instance of the philosophy of Carpe Diem. So she says to Gilgamesh, um, I'm going to use one translation, like, where, 
Gilgamesh, where are you hurrying to? You will never find that life for which you are looking. When gods created man, they allotted to him death, but life they retained in their own keeping. As for you, Gilgamesh, fill your belly with good things, day and night, night and day. Dance and be merry, feast and rejoice. Let your clothes be fresh, bathe yourself in water, cherish the little child that holds your hand, and make your wife happy in your embrace. For this, too, is the lot of man. So essentially, carpe diem. <laughs> well, and there's the other bit, too, in, in, in the Epic of Gilgamesh, where that's the beer is how they get uh, Enkidu, who's off, you know, living his best life in the forest or whatever he's doing before that, to be like, it's cool to come hang out with humans. Come come look what we do. We drink beer. This is good. And he, he's like, but then they, they get him on side. You know, they, they teach him to drink beer. And then they're like, oh, it's all good. I think he runs across her, too. I can't remember the full story. It's been such a long time since I've read it. But yeah, it's all you know, she, like you say, she keeps popping up in different ways, just kind of being like, beer, it's good. Delicious. <laughs> drink the beer. Yeah. And, that, and that's basically what she's saying. Drink, drink your beer. Take a bath. You know, <laughs> get, get yourself together. Immortality is for gods. You're going to die. So, you know, get yourself together. So, and I, I just find that really interesting that, you know, some scholars would argue that's sort of the first instance of carpe diem. And I, I just find that really, really fascinating. Mm. And did I, I'm now I'm trying to remember, did I imagine this bit, but reading a few things, it, it were some of the goddesses portrayed nearly as kind of temptresses to, you know, to become intoxicated kind of thing. Was that a, or I, I feel like I can't remember where, <laughs> that's not much use is it? I can't remember exactly where I read that bit, but um, it just seemed like a bit of a, a kind of thread through some of them. I wonder, I, you know, that? what would make sense? I, I think, and I, I'm getting an inkling of something in my brain that I'm trying to remember because there's definitely this sort of um, split when you're talking at least about about Europe. Uh, you know, the, the people who drink wine versus the people who drink beer have kind of different uh, s- sort of um, governing deities, if you like, and that that may mm. be part of that. Where you know, the ones who are encouraging people to drink beer are a little more wild, a little more this and that. But again, that that depends who's writing about them. Yeah. So yeah, they yeah. come from that tradition. It's really, it really, really depends on who's writing about them and, and where we're talking about. So like the Romans would view uh, wine, like the idea that we have this, the, this idea that we think wine is this more civilizing thing Fancy. than beer, you know, it c- does come from the Romans and it, and, it, and it it's just been inherited and we just can't seem to shake it that, you know, like wine is for fancy people and, and, and beer is, is just not, not as much, but this isn't necessarily something that was held everywhere so like in ireland um in early medieval ireland they didn't have wine um so so beer was quite a high value drink um and they have all these like uh regulations for malt and stuff because that's the only thing they could control in the brewing process they can't control the yeast and they can't control the infections they don't know about these things so so it really it's exactly like lisa's saying it really depends on who's writing it and and you know a lot of times if we're talking about like later later interpretations of like other goddesses a lot of times they're portrayed as being sort of temper- temptresses because it suited the christian culture to do so they 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 viewed women yeah, as, yeah, of as temptresses of course anyway mm. so yeah. so then the goddesses became that way when sometimes that behavior in the context with which the the original culture you know worship the deity maybe being sexually free was a completely acceptable way to be and so you know all this sort of misogynistic um 
sexism that comes that language is mm. the very christian idea not necessarily from the the indigenous population good old christians huh <laughs> <laughs> although later then they do end up you know brewing lots of nice beer do the, the do you know your medieval nuns they're doing mm. they're doing mm. the, they're doing the work but again they have a different uh, different set of gods so yeah but there's all there's all different goddesses um so so if we want to we're sort of in europe and we've been in africa and and egypt and mesopotamia and a little bit um so i'm gonna take you over to to japan um and the ainu people uh so they're an indigenous uh people from from japan um and they have uh the great ancestress um and she is a critical part of housewarming ceremonies um where brewing um, of sacred beer in her honor um, was really, really important until this was banned by the government, actually. Oh, um, fascinating. Yeah. <laughs> so this was actually a low alcohol um, beverage, which was said to make the drinkers closer to their ancestors and deities. Um, and this is something that we've seen sort of across cultures and we'll, we'll probably be talking more about this, but it's, it's, yeah. So this, this beer was actually made from millet as well. Um, oh. And so during the process, um, the great ancestress was asked to, to protect the, to protect the beer um, as well as protect the house. And so this is, this is sort of part of the, the brewing process. And so, yeah, it's, it's really interesting that the, the government, it's not interesting. It's horrible that the, that the government um, sort of banned this, this ceremony. And, 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 and... Do we know what time frame the government banned it in? Let me look. Oh, yeah, I, I I I wonder if it's if it's more recent times. I want to say I, relatively. Say it, yeah. it would yeah. probably be yeah. relatively recent. Yeah, it would be. Suppose if there's people out there who know the background to this, I'd be interested in finding out. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> Monroe has a, a new creed and cult. So, if you're interested in reading more about that, um, that is your your source for that. So, I will look this up. And get a date, and I will post it on Twitter because oh, I don't. Excellent. I it's probably going to take me a minute um, to find this. <laughs> so, um, and I'll be I'll be sitting here. You guys will be doing the podcast, and I'll be like, mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Just shout out a date. <laughs> like, Wait, what? Yeah. yeah, I do remember going to see. Exactly, I do remember going to see a really interesting exhibit, uh, partially on on the Ainu, and I, I, now that you mentioned this, I, there was something about you know d- different things about sort of um like kind of their their food ways and stuff and how they're very you know certainly very different from what you know sort of mainstream Japanese culture since it's very much you know like, like you said it's indigenous very separate uh society um but then I guess they had the, the sort of typical thing where they tried to sort of amalgamate uh and sort of force uh, uh conformity uh in uh, in the way that uh, your colonizing culture likes to do mm. but uh okay we, we've we're not singling them out it's happened all over so it's it's just that thing but uh, it was fascinating what, what I do remember of, of the exhibit, just sort of very different, um, again, just very different approaches to life. Yeah. And, and just to just to to talk, uh, to give another example of of beer being really important to like an, indig- an indigenous culture and um, one that has been absolutely, disc- you know, discriminated against and, and, and tortured and colonized. Um, so, so uh, the uh, Apache um, made this, this brew called Tiswin. So it's a ferment- fermented corn be- based beverage. So similar kind of to chicha. Mm-hmm. Um, so the wife of an Apache le- leader, Haria, 
I think that's how you pronounce her name. Um, she she was known for making a particularly amazing Tiswin. Um, and and she made Tiswin for, for what became the final confrontation on its prohibition. Um, because of course, American, you know, American culture, um, the colonizing Europeans, of course, you know, banned the production for you know racist reasons as as all the other horrible horrible things they did to the native americans so she she made this tiswin for its final confrontation on its prohibition and her tiswin and council helped inspire geronimo to leave their forced settlement in turkey creek reservation um and sort of confront this and she she was a woman known for her wisdom intelligence and powers of healing and so you know she used her beer um, to, to sort of motivate her people. And I just think that's an amazing, amazing story. And, and it also shows how important these beers are. If they're, if, if the colonizing cultures are banning them, this is really Mm. kind of demonstrating Mm. how important this is to, to these indigenous cultures and how it's so much a part of who they are and, and who, what their culture is. And, you know, it's it's awful, but but it's but it's a, it's an interesting history. Yeah, absolutely, and probably too misread in in some form or another to be like, oh, that's the thing the women do, and we ignore it. But it's you know, there's probably like you say a lot more happening behind the scenes where this mm. is not just a a nice fun thing we're doing. This has real intent and a real um, you, you know, a real um, not just ceremonial but sort of political uh, push behind it. Totally. Yeah, and 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 beer absolutely has a very politically important position in in early Irish society, and I mean malt and and beer and sort of giving them to your lord, and then your lord giving it back to you, and this is part of hospitality was really really important. Um, I don't have the the exact laws off the top of my head, but there there are laws in the early Irish Brehan laws where if you gave the people that came to your house like bad beer and you knew you were giving them Mm. bad beer, you had all sorts of fines. You were deep shit. Like, Mm. no, you cannot do that. And there were all of these rules about how beer could be made and and produced. And so beer was really, really important. Um, And I'm just using Ireland as an example because that's, or Viking culture as well. Like the- Yeah, lots of rules. Yeah. So many rituals surrounding serving beer and preparing beer and all these and all those things in Viking culture. So it's it's really interesting. And I'm wondering, is that like where where the Irish are known for their hospitality? Has it stemmed from that? It's like it's like you have to be hospitable. You have to give your good stuff to the guests, um, because uh, like you still say- see that kind of now, don't you? Like the good sitting room kind of thing, you know. That kind of yeah. The good room. Yeah. The good, definitely. The, the, the good the good plates, the good cutlery kind of. And at know. Christmas, you, you your mother well my mother would keep all the good stuff for the visitors. You know, we mm, would never mm, get them. Mm, mm. And I'm wondering, has when you just said that, Christina, it just started me thinking, God, has it has it like is it ingrained in us at this stage that we keep all the good stuff for the visitors? Oh, well, and, and just to pick up on we don't want the wrath of the king upon no. us, you know, or, or the good people, because, again, if you go off with them and you take a drink of, you know, whatever they've got, you, then you're with them forever. So there's all kinds of <laughs> folklore around that as well. And how, uh, you know, you don't want to offend them, but you also don't want to be too close. So there's, you know, this fine mm-hmm. line to walk. And I bet a lot of that is about, you know, uh, you know, problems of etiquette. How do you, you know, how close do you want to be to your neighbor? How, you know, 
especially when you're in sort of an isolated rural community, you can't piss off too many people on, or else, you know, you're shunned and it's, uh, you know, it's hard to work land that way. And everybody knows. Everybody mm -hmm. knows. Exactly. Everyone knows who's cheap or who's, mm -hmm. uh, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Off spending. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, that's that's such an interesting question. And, and it is so, uh, you know, again, going back to the sort of medieval laws, very similar in kind of, um, you know, in Viking culture and then in sort of the early modern Scandinavian culture, there's still all this sort of ritual and, and you know, law based ritual around, you know, brewing, who can brew, when they can brew, where you can sell it, how you have to, you know, make sure it has high quality. And um, so, you know, with with the, the Norse, too, you have... Um, do we say Aegir or Aegir these days as the, uh, the the god who likes to do the brewing? I, I don't, uh, I'm not I so like, good on my... I like Aegir. I, I, I usually what I would say. Yeah, because he's off brewing. And if, if you know, if you're making anything bad, he's going to, he's going to hear about it in some way. So that's, that's the thing. It's not just the locals are going to punish you like it. It's going to go all the way up to, you know, you're the gone. Top. They're going to, yeah, <laughs> they're going to have words with you. Absolutely. And we'll talk more about this when we when we have the Christmas episode about yeah. the history of Christmas. But there there's all these laws on the books about how you have to brew for Christmas and how much you need to brew if you're, you know, X, Y and Z status. And and, you know, the penalties for for not doing that are pretty harsh um, after, you know, a couple of times. Usually they give you like eh, not so bad penalties the first couple of times and then third time around. Whoop. Um. And I'm saying that you're not actually killed, um, but but, you know, but the penalties it, it, they they do increase as you know you continue with not doing what you're supposed to be doing. But there there's all these rituals in Viking society with with hosting and and serving beer. Um, women in particular are associated with sort of serving beer, and this is a this is a ritual to the point where when we find women's graves and not actually I shouldn't say women when we find graves with objects of femininity um and and I'm gonna put this caveat out there because my entire thesis is arguing don't make don't assume gender <laughs> based on someone's grave um because you know you're talking about a culture that had many different genders many different understandings of of how to to conceive your gender and so you know you don't you don't want to just assume someone's gender based on a skeleton um or i didn't it. know that about viking society how? or even not the skeleton so exactly yeah yeah yeah, yeah you don't you don't want to by i mean of course biological sex is very much different from from gender and yeah. and and you know and a lot of unfortunately archaeology it well fortunately archaeology is moving away from from assuming biological sex equals gender um but but it is still problematic um unfortunately like i'm, I'm sort of the stick in the mud when people um they get so excited because you know th there's a there's a grave that's biologically uh female but there's 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 swords and stuff in it and they're like oh female warrior and i'm sitting here going uh, yeah, like these mean lots of different things that doesn't mean she wasn't necessarily but it, no. it's also just you know an expression of power and you know again it can be all sorts of different things yeah well yeah she she might not uh, she they might not have identified as female they, yeah, they might know. have had a completely yeah. different gender to what 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 her what her biological sex might be um it also a lot of we know that the viking so graves viking graves are basically conspicuous destruction it's basically saying look at all these valuable things that i can destroy so the whole point of that is to to show observers um because funerals are a time for negotiation 
So it's basically where you negotiate who's in power now, how much power they have, and you're either you're either solidifying ties with with allies, you're renewing your hatred with enemies. Funerals are really really important, and huge elaborate funerary displays are something we see now. We see it through um, the Victorian era when humans humans like to do this. When specifically, especially. When the people in power are threatened, they have more elaborate funeral rituals, will destroy more things. This is just a thing that people do. So when we're looking at these graves and we're seeing really elaborate graves, it might have nothing to do with the person that's buried in there and everything to do with the society around them. So that person might just happen to be the person who died at the time. They need this elaborate funeral. So they're saying, okay, we're going to destroy all this stuff because we're so powerful. Look at us. Uh, that'll do. Um, because we know this, I mean, in Anglo-Saxon graves, we have, we have children who are buried with, with sort of these elaborate, you know, warrior graves. So it's really important to not assume these things. And, and I know, I know I'll have, I know, I know I'll have some archaeologists come down. "Ah, What are you talking about? (laughs) Um, this is, this is, this is a contentious argument, but this is, this is the whole point of my doctorate. Um, just, just to, just, that make assumptions, but that doesn't mean that these things aren't associated with masculinities and femininities. Of course, a sword is a, is a form of masculinity. It's a hegemonic form of masculinity. It is the top tier level. And of course, you know, I've gone on a tangent, but what I meant was <laughs> you, see, you see things like bowls, right? So bowls and, and cups and serving cups and these sorts of things, these are associated with femininities and these are part of the whole Viking concept of, of women hosting and serving beer and ale to their guests. And that's the end of my tangent. But it's a whole thing. It's that's the whole thing. thing. And I- I think okay, that we like the tangents. I love that tangent. <laughs> and it's so interesting how funerals are so different in, in different parts of the world as well. But I'm thinking it might be time for a beer break. Oh, how yeah. do people feel about that? I I'm, think that's a good I'm, idea. I'm practically empty, so I'm going to go get one. Yes, we'll take a break and refill. Hey, this is Bean, and you're listening to the Fear Ladies Podcast. So welcome back. Uh, we are recording uh, Beer and Gods, and I'm going to go around the Zoom and say, what are you drinking? <laughs> again. So let's start, uh, Christina. Oh, me again. Oh, I I, have- well, I'm just going around in a circle based on, on where you are on my Zoom. So uh, yeah, I'll shake it up after you. Okay, are you ready? Lisa, you're up after her. All right. Okay. So, so I, uh, this is another one that Hope sent me. So this is the double IPA limited edition, um, 8.9%. Hello. Ooh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you better hurry up with this recording. So. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Like you guys are all being very sensible with your school night beers and I'm here like 8.9%. Whatever. Uh, I haven't actually tried it yet. So give me a second. <laughs> Oh, that's nice, isn't that? Yes, I, I had it. I, uh, I had it the other night. I actually I had two of them the other night. I was just <gasps> telling the ladies here it is uh, it is that good. Uh, again, don't, don't necessarily recommend having a whole bunch of double IPAs of an evening. But if if you are, you're at home because we're, we're in Ireland. We're all locked down. We're not going anywhere. So you can responsibly enjoy a couple at home. 
It's really interesting. I'm just reading the back now and it says um, we use twice as much malt as we would for a pale ale and that gives this beer a deep, sweet and complex body and it is sweet. Like you definitely get some like nice malty sweetness in here, um, which is well balanced with the hops. Like I'm really enjoying this. That's that's what I really found with that one is that, you know, sometimes you get some double IPAs that are really wonky and just either too much of one thing or another mm. or can be really like almost almost viscous kind of sometimes uh, just uh, too much. But I, I thought that was beautifully balanced, really a lovely, lovely beer. So uh, I highly recommend it. We're, we're Hope Stands, you know, yeah. podcast. I, I like this. Yeah, because it, it's there's all those like lovely tropical fruit notes and yeah. that works really well with with sort of the sweetness. And and yeah, I, I am not mad at those. Ooh, I can't good. wait to try that. I am going to be uh, doing a bit of online shopping after this, I think. <laughs> I, I, would, I would recommend it. It's very good. <laughs> Absolutely. I've been I've been trolling their online shop as well. They have some new knitted hats that I'm sort of like, oh, do, do I need that? I might need that. <laughs> I think you might need that. Yeah. But uh, I have actually gone and speaking of the, the red earlier, I've got the Kinnegar Red Rye IPA. So, you know, you oh, complain there are no yeah. red IPAs and mm. then two come along at once. <laughs> Just like a Dublin bus, right? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and this is really lovely. I've not had this one from the before. Always a big fan of Kinnegar there. Their stuff mm. is, is lovely. But this is where you can really, really uh, taste the rye. It's really nice. But again, not in a, an unbalanced way. It's uh, very, very pleasant. So six and a half percent, a little stronger than my one earlier. But kind of figure this will help me sleep later. But it's uh, lovely. And uh, as always, I've got some fantastic artwork. I know you people just listening can't see it, but they always have. Um, I love the Kinnegar. The Kinnegar cans are, are mm-hmm. have yeah, such really lovely good. artwork on them. Yeah, they, they really do. They always do a, a great job with it. So definitely another one to, to seek out. So for those not in Ireland, they're, they're up in Donegal, just lovely beers. And Joanne, what are you drinking? I have a Tribble Dark Arts Porter. Oh, I love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that it's one. Again, that's, that's one that I have have had a good few I times. like to keep that around the house. That's just a yeah. good one to have as a, as a go-to. Such a you good know, beer. We actually, a few years ago, we got a... Um, they were doing a deal. They were selling them off. They were obviously near, they were near expiration, but we got like 24 bottles for two Ooh. euro each. And we had, we had the bottles for a good six months to a year and it just got better. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, I could see yeah. that though. Yeah, yeah. Mm. It was really, really good. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, good deal. Mm. I love that. Mm. Yeah, I'm just a big fan yeah. of all the, all the stuff Charles puts out, but that's, that's one of my favorites. Mm. Love good porter. I am drinking another uh, favorite here on the podcast, Four Provinces. I'm drinking their Session oh, IPA, Fadley, which is Irish for long day, I think. <laughs> it is. Yeah. yeah, there we go. And it, it's a Session IPA. It's a summer. You know, when it's you really, have... really good. Yeah, I had a case of that over the summer that I just yeah. consumed very quickly. Uh, and I mean... I'm waiting for them to make some more of their, their mild before I order my next uh, installment from... from... Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. And what are, I want their miles. look or something like Gob- that. Yeah. 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 And I know, you know, we don't know when the pubs will reopen, but whenever that is they're they're going to have it on cask in the pub and they were going to brew other miles but they had to wait on those because they need to keep brewing the um i think the regular i can't remember if it's the regular ipa if it's the hurler um which whichever one is the uh kind of their their flagship uh they needed to keep room in tanks for that instead of brewing the other mild they were going to brew so i was like ah have you, been, have you been emailing them to keep up? I, I, know, I'm just to... saying I, I may be paying a little too much attention, but uh, they're, they're lovely guys. And I think, you know, for, for those not in Ireland, the, the craft brew community here is still so small. You kind of get to know people, even mm. if you're like me, a total newcomer or, you know, I know the rest of you have been around a lot longer, but you can just, you know, really be embraced by the community and everyone's just really friendly and lovely. I can't wait to go back to the Four Provinces Bar and Brewery. We were there for with Beer Ladies. Oh, God. I don't even know how long ago. Like, <laughs> was it a year ago now? It was a while ago. It, it must have been because it was almost – it was right before I moved. So, yeah. And what, a, place, what an awesome tour. The place that they have is lovely. And I love the way that they promote the uh, the Irish language as yeah. well. And they have the beer mats and they have like little phrases on them. So if you want to try and order a pint in Irish, it'll tell you exactly what to say. Oh, I thought it was really nice. It is really nice. Especially it's so since nice. I have, you know, a child who's getting really good at speaking Irish. And I'm like, I don't know what's happening. <laughs> but oh, if I, I can order beer, I'll be... That's I'll all you really And they also have amazing toasties and like at a really reasonable <gasps> price. So nice to be able to drink there. And then you can like order food and it's not like going to cost an arm and a leg. Like it's oh, a yeah. small price for, oh, and the toasties are really, really, really. Oh, a good toast would be just amazing. So, it's, so nice. It's so nice. Like after you have a couple of pints just to have like mm. a lovely little toasty. I, I, I cannot say enough nice things about uh, the beer as well. Oh, their lager is just like, don't even get me. Oh, like, the beautiful. The puddle, yeah. the puddle isn't it? So it good. is delicious. It's so good. You can tell so much about a brewery by their lager. Mm-hmm. You can't hide anything in it. Completely uh, agree. And they just make an excellent lager. I just love Four Provinces. Cannot wait for it to open up again. I will be back. I will be back. I will be back. <laughs> <laughs> 
Absolutely. Get yeah. that mild on for Lisa. Okay, <laughs> oh, lads yeah. in the four provinces. <laughs> I know. I did. I did tweet at them about it again the other day, and uh, they they always respond. So that's that's nice. They they know we're, they know we want it. That is really nice. And I'm like Lisa. When uh when uh your your six year old uh gets older and needs help with her Irish homework it's like what's gonna happen oh gosh yeah that's that's a great question I guess I'd have to take her down the pub and just uh, (laughs) I like you thinking I'll meet you I can help I did on his Irish for the leaving okay oh oh, (laughs) yes because the only person I know who's really really fluent and lives in Galway so I think or close to fluent lives in Galway I think that would be a bit of a trek to have to do every week but uh well that'll be fun too though so yeah. <laughs> oh man, I can't wait till we can do another trip to Galway. Our trip to where we did we did the beer ladies trip to Galway. That was oh, nice. so much fun. It was so much fun. I cannot wait till the aftertime so we can, mm. you know, do things again. Yes, bring on that yeah. vaccine. Let's keep uh, keep going. Keep going. Hopefully soon. Yes, well, all the vaccines. <laughs> I know, and I think it looks like our lockdown here is is being effective. Yeah. Yeah. It's really encouraging. I don't mm. mind being in lockdown as long as um, it's actually doing what it, it's supposed to be doing mm. and yeah. and people are following it and it seems to be the case and things seem to be going in the right direction. And yeah. so it's excellent news. It's amazing news. Especially you, you compare, you know, I'll, I'll look at my, my American friends and relatives Facebook page and it's a sort of nightmare of sort of QAnon conspiracy and anti-masking and stuff. And I'm like, oh, oh guys, just it, does, it doesn't need to be like that. You can just be sensible and, you know, just try to follow the, follow the rules and you know, but uh, I think that the greater good is a harder sell with that that size of a population. Mm. So I just don't understand anti-maskers. I just, I mean, like it's a piece of cloth. Like, it, it, why is this a big? Especially deal? for him from the cores. No one wants to see him. Come on. Oh, he. <laughs> uh, don't get me. Listen to Jedward, not Jim Cores. That's <laughs> yeah. all I want to say. Jedward are cool. <laughs> How is Jedward the hero that we need in, in know. 2020? You know, you can get them to record a, a holiday message. So for, can for you? It's, yes, it's like 20 or 30 euro. They'll record a, a holiday message for you. And they've made it very clear that they won't like promote a, you know, a brand or anything. But, you know, if you want to record, you want them to record a message for, you know, your friends or your family, they'll, you can sign up and have them do it. I thought that was adorable. So. That's really sweet. Yeah. It's adorable, but I wonder who is going to sign up for it because I think oh, people well. people will. Really? I, oh yeah, 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 yeah they will. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. That's actually really cute. I thought so too, and I was like, you know, fair play to them for you know if that's going to be their their holiday spending money. Hey, all good. Yeah. Well, for the for the work that they've been putting in on Twitter at, at supporting responsible and reasonable behavior during the yeah. pandemic, <laughs> you know. Exactly. Yeah. Round of applause for <laughs> Honestly. Honestly. Oh goodness. I know you're right. The the heroes we didn't know we, we needed, but there they are. Here we are. <laughs> you know, for those listening, we you've reached the banter part, but this is good. We like it when we have the banter part of the uh, the podcast. You can hear all the sort of like, what do you people get up to when you're not allowed to leave your house? It's like, well, <laughs> yeah. we said come and drink, but not in a sad way. Not in a sad way. No, no. All good. No. <laughs> and for those of you who don't know who Jedward are, I would Google them. Okay. They're, uh, they're, they're, they're identical twins from, from Lucan, where I'm from in, in well, where I'm oh. living in Dublin. And for oh. uh, I suppose our more European uh, audience, they have represented Ireland in the Eurovision twice. Not twice. once. 
but twice. Yeah. Well, there are two of them, so I mean, yeah. It's only <laughs> they fair. both were there. So True. we can thank um, Louis Walsh for something then. Yeah, <laughs> the yeah. best part, best yeah. ones with Louis Walsh. I think I don't know. <laughs> yeah, he um, he was he 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 was there. At, they were his act, weren't they? On them, um, whichever X-Factor, one of those was yeah. it. Yeah, they definitely have the X Factor. Well, I mean, they're just so they're just so ridiculously appealing, and that's good, you know. They're but in the way, like when you're sad and you're just sort of crawling through YouTube, and you're like, "Oh, cute puppies!" Or today I watched the yeah, donkey yeah. who lives in a house, and I was like, "Oh, it's just like that." Oh, oh. <laughs> oh. And I look uh, another another channel that I love I love flicking through is the Seal Sanctuary down in Court Town. They have the oh. cutest little seals. <laughs> that sounds Just while we're on the while we're on the topic. <laughs> I think we were to there, do. Did we? Did you? And uh, and actually, right beside the Seal Sanctuary is um, an outdoor um, laser. Oh my gosh! Laser tag. Laser, oh, with, wow. with, with these guns a quasar yes. thing yeah yeah but it's outdoor and you're like you're running through like the bushes and you're hiding behind tree stumps <laughs> and uh it was actually it was it was the best fun i've had in a i did that uh, last summer obviously not this summer in the before before times yeah i can't remember what it's called. it was great fun it was great fun <laughs> yeah and you don't get the bruising you get with paintball with your no laser oh my gosh so. those are brutal it's it's intense yeah it, uh, i once did a, a a sort of combined hen stag weekend paintball thing when i when i lived in the uk and um the the bride and groom had to have very serious like heavy makeup covering because they were just covered in bruises it was literally right before the wedding so also pro tip don't don't have it right before the wedding if that's going to be your your thing i had a lot of fun as an attendee but (laughs) (laughs) they were were looking rough so imagine it was it i used to work for for uh, an american multinational and uh paintballing was banned as one of our team building exercises (laughs) (laughs) I, I could see that, though. In fact, I was just chatting online with some of my colleagues today about uh, would it be good or bad for us to go paintballing together? Because we got the impression some people would gang up on some other people and it could get kind of ugly. So, <laughs> so maybe it's best that we can't see each other in person. Yeah. But, mm. uh, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> and I, I know we're, we're going to have some holiday episodes coming up. But while we're thinking of, you know, sort of getting into the holiday spirit, and I'm reminded because... Katie is wearing one of Tandy's amazing uh, holiday sweatshirts. I've got one coming, and Christina has one of Tandy's amazing uh, all not all hop heads have ears shirts. I've I've got one as well, uh, which is so great. But what are we thinking for the holidays? Since we're going to be maybe on lockdown, maybe not. Like, uh, and I'm just trying to like plan. Like, what beers am I going to buy? Am I going to buy like I, I actually I have bought a Craft Central Advent calendar. I'm curious to see Ooh. what's in that. But I, I'm trying to think too. What events are going to come up? Where and events being virtual events between kind of now when we're recording in early November and you know, sort of Christmas, New Year. What do I need to stock up on? What's going to be the the exciting local beers to get? I don't know. Well, well, Beer Ladies, we're doing the Kinsale Mead. Um, mm. 
virtual right. tour, which I can't wait for. And then we just had the Whiplash virtual tour, which is was so amazing. Much fun. I cannot say enough nice things about Whiplash. We learned so much about their brewing process. They had an excellent discussion about beer and sexism. It was just, it was wonderful. And we're going to uh, chat to them more on the pod as well. So that's yeah, they'll be, they'll be on the podcast, which will be fantastic. Um, and then Kinsale Mead is amazing. And um, they, they do a lot with mead history as well. So I'm really, I'm That'll really be fun. Really interesting, yeah. Because of course, mead has a really like prominent place in Irish Mm. history, so I'm really excited. And their mead is amazing. Like I'm obsessed with their wild red mead. Mm. Like just do Mm. not even get me started on how much I love that. It's so so good. Um, so we have that coming up, and then I think, um, I think we'll probably just do in December, just do like a, a virtual like Christmas party because. Um, it's just chaos. Usually like December Absolutely. is just chaos. Yeah. So sense. trying to get like a, a virtual tour or something in, it's just, it's probably just asking a bit too much. Oh yeah. And we can definitely invite podcast listeners to say, Hey guys, wherever you are in the world, come, come join on. Maybe we can have a big virtual party and just, oh, yeah, that let's would be that. amazing. Mm-hmm. you know, open yeah. it up a little more widely and say, Hey, you know, yeah, I, I keep telling everyone that everyone's welcome, but I, I don't know that everyone is welcome. Please everyone come. Everyone is welcome. Absolutely. <laughs> a, a friend of mine in, in Philadelphia, hello, Karen, is running the uh, the Fraud Street run. The, the Broad Street run is run every year. It's a 10 miler in Philadelphia, and it's amazing. The Fraud Street run is going to be a charity race from the Four Seasons Hotel to Four Seasons Total Landscaping, which is <laughs> <laughs> meaningful as we record this. Uh, but it's to raise money for Phil Abundance. They're a wonderful charity helping, uh, you know, helping people who have, uh, you know, food insecurity in Philadelphia. They're great. So how awesome is that, that we've mm. taken this ridiculous thing and turned it to good. And also there's going to be some good beers for everyone to enjoy. But I think, you know, publicizing that kind of thing and being like, hey, there's there's good stuff happening and there's going to be good beer. Like we would love to invite people participating in that kind of thing to come and have a couple beers with us. Mm. Oh, definitely. And I saw that Rascals have a, just released a beer called the Four Seasons. Oh, also, so. did they say brewed with sour grapes? I think that was the. I think it oh, is. Really? Yeah. Oh. Definitely. Yeah. I need that. Oh, I need I that. Oh, listen, like Rascals has their that. like banter, like on I love point. It. It's amazing. Like all their, 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 their social media is just, it's hilarious. They're always a joy to. to they to- are. And my God, their pizza so good so good like it can be hard for for us folk to be like where is their good pizza in ireland but no they 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 bring it it's good stuff i know pizza with black pudding on it uh, how can you go wrong i can't wait for the after times oh my god in the after times yes because when you go in person they always have something weird in the brew pub that's perfect and like that sounds strange where you're like, oh, is this going to be, uh, but then you have, and you're like, oh, it's really good. Yeah. And they, yeah. they're so experimental. And I love that they, they, they're like up for a challenge and up for doing something new. Like that. Oh, they were like the first that did like the milkshake beers here and they did it really, really well. And it wasn't too cloying and it wasn't, or it wasn't too cloying. It was not cloying. <laughs> it wasn't too sweet. It was really, really well done. I, I, I love Rascal's yeah. experience years they're they're just they Absolutely. always are down to take a risk and i'm always down to try the risks because they 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 pay off they do they do and that's a that's a hard thing to do i mean it's you know because you have to have your basics nailed to do the weird stuff well and it's uh not everyone can pull that off but totally no. great and again their their banter game is next level i love it's it so good oh speaking of risks i cannot wait for white hags um mexican hot chocolate um stout oh, i heard about one yeah 
Oh God! Are they doing an eggnog one as well? If I were yes, correctly. yeah. I'm I, I like I'm on the fence nog. about that. I have I thoughts. Love, <laughs> I love a Mexican hot chocolate, so I can see how that could work. And I've had some good like Mexican hot chocolate stouts, which for those listening, air quotes, big air quotes here. I've had some that are great and <clears throat> some that um were interesting. So, <laughs> but again, happy to try. Happy to try the eggnog though. Eggnog is not my thing in the in the, the normal not beer world, but again, I'd, I'd give it a try for science. I'll say that <laughs> for, for science. science. For science. Yes. But you know, maybe they maybe they'll pull it off. Yeah, like eggnog is quite alien to 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 us Irish people, so it's kind of. I, I made it last some last year. Oh, really? Really Did you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you mm-hmm. Irish it up? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. It was yeah. an alcoholic okay. one. Yeah. Oh, thank I just God. I got the yeah. recipe on serious eats or something like that. I can't remember yeah oh, I used yeah. to write for them hey they're lovely people but uh, I, I I was actually just looking up eggnog earlier today and the only places it's common I think were the United States Canada and Venezuela and there was one other place that I want to say it was like um it might have been Jamaica it was somewhere very warm where you didn't expect I was like that seems strange but yeah, but and it was nowhere else. And I was like, that that kind of tracks, I guess, except for the one warm weather country that just seemed very out of place. <laughs> Maybe they'd like it all good. So I know that'll be interesting. It'll be interesting. But you know what? I had I had a beer by Northern Monk and it was an ice cream beer. And I was like, Oh God, this could be really cloying. Like this, this could be awful. And it was like vanilla, strawberry, and chocolate ice cream beer. And I was like, so good it was so 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 good and it wasn't cloying it wasn't heavy it Mm -hmm. wasn't too sweet I had it um Paul and I went down to Dungarvan and we rented a house down there with the dog you guys got to go away huh yeah it was it was nice because we we rented the house with the dog and so we were able to socially distance and and we when we went out to dinner we ate outside and so we made sure that we were because the weather was so nice yeah it was Um, really nice yeah so we were able to 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 go sort of even beyond what the regulations were yeah. um, because we try to be as as, as safe as possible. Um, but yeah, the the uh, the beer was so good, especially like mm-hmm. on a hot day. And I thought it was going to be really overwhelming and very like heavy. And no, lovely. Oh. Um, it's part of their like they were they're doing this line like with a chef. Like it was I don't oh. know. It was, it was they did gorgeous. they did a jam roly poly as well, didn't they? Oh, really. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Whenever I hear jam roly poly, I think of uh, I'm a celebrity. Get me out! Yes, of here. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember the name of the guy who loved his jam roly poly. Oh, yes. Rednap, Harry Rednap. Yeah. 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 yeah, That was oh, I love I'm a celebrity. I'm sorry, I'm such a sucker for that show. Like, I don't, I don't know I'll, why, but I love that show. Do you know what Lisa? I do. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And we all need our guilty <clears throat> pleasures now, right? Like, yeah, and, and, yeah. and and my my excuse is, you know, ha- having lived in the UK in the 1990s, these people are all the people I recognize because they're all, you know, has been now. So they're all the people who were famous when I lived there. So it all it all reads. Yeah, I'm like, oh, bit a bit of nostalgia, yeah. Oh, exactly, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Although I saw sort of a sad thing today. Um, I was on Twitter and uh, uh, there was there's there's a sort of Britpop. Um, almost bought and it's like oh th- this is the 25th anniversary of this particular gig happened and I was like I was there 
that's the first time I saw at least one of the bands playing. Oh God, I'm old. But it was a whole like <laughs> I had a lot of feelings about it. So. <laughs> but I tagged the band who are still a going concern in my you know retweet. So I felt like I I participated in the right way. But I was like, oh. but yeah, that's uh, they they were one of those that were never you know famous enough that they were going to get into this mm. kind of um, career, if you like, now. But still around, still making great music. So all good. Brilliant. Yeah, and uh, the celebrities are now going. So it's starting on on Sunday, and they're in Wales. Are they? Oh, yeah, I've not watched this one yet, but I, uh, yeah. Well, it, it's only starting, so. Oh right, wait. do we know where they? I lived in West Wales for about a, a a year and a bit before it was um a little too rural. So. <laughs> I have um I have no idea. I have no I'm idea. Fascinated. All I know is Vernon K. Vernon K is one of them. God, oh, I I remember like the his like him being discovered on whichever TV show and him becoming a model and the whole before he was a presenter and the whole thing. I think it was uh was he on um SMTV with like Kathy and Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, 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 and, yeah, yeah. Uh, he was. <sighs> Yeah. yeah, and I I remember him when he was first sort of being discovered. They're like, well, he's not particularly good looking, but he has a look, which is you know fair kind of look. So, <laughs> yeah, and you know he's very distinctive, absolutely. And and I, I think uh, I, I feel like too at the time there was a real interest in people who were sort of professionally northern, which was like a a, a thing. So he fit the fit the bill. Yeah. I I love I'm a celebrity because it just reminds me of Christmas. Like every like any excuse to to kind of have a party. And... We should do a Hallmark movie pod for for Christmas. What we fun. should do is we should play the Hallmark drinking game. We should we should watch a we should do a Netflix party and do one of the Hallmark movie drinking games. And if you're if you're listening to this and you don't know what it is, I highly suggest that you Google it. Um, I, I you know if you're familiar with the Hallmark movies, you know they're pretty pretty scriptive scripted not scripted scripted and um yeah and so it's you know there there are some really fun drinking games that you can find where it's you know drink one um you know if 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 the if if it's a woman who's who's from the big city and is back in her hometown um and those sorts of things which is kind of like every hallmark christmas movie ever made ever for any reason at all um and i'm not encouraging binge drinking but you know <laughs> i i went to a, a christmas party at uh um a brewery this is in seattle before we moved machine house brewery they make amazing mild so again represent uh they do great cascale again something i'd love to see more of in ireland let's hope in the aftertimes more cascale but um for their christmas party they had hallmark movies on without the sound and it didn't matter. You could still just know exactly what was happening <laughs> and kind of drink along. <laughs> you, you just knew. You know, they didn't need to speak. It was just perfection. And you could that meant you could have some kicking tunes and not have to, you know, sort of pay much attention. But every now and again, be like, oh, she's having a fight with the prince who's her employer. And, you know, just sort of go through yep. the whole... <laughs> you knew how it was gonna go and it was all fine you know you didn't have to think it was just like when i uh my my, my guilty pleasure is i i, uh, I have a subscription to take a break fame and fortune magazine which if, if you do not live in ireland or the united kingdom it is hot garbage i love it though it is 
you know, th- there's a... Love it for the puzzles, Lisa. <laughs> for the puzzles, right? Passwords or, or arrow words. And... It's, it's amazing. So there's a story in the current one, like on the cover, where it's like, our ghost portal is solar powered. And I'm like, oh, it's nice that they're exploring green energy. <laughs> it's all good. And, but just, you have to be able to turn your brain off and just enjoy it. I would imagine the ghost portal would be powered by ghost energy or something. That's what I thought. That's what I, thought. I was like, why do we even need another source? But here we are. Here we are. And and my son, who's 15, likes to read their particular horoscope predictions. They're the weirdest. Like, it's, you know, beyond your typical, you know, like, they are much more of the sort of, you will meet a mysterious man kind of, you know. They're not oh, saying like you may discover something that will lead you to money. No, they are like they go for it. <laughs> Sorry, like solar powered. <laughs> Lisa, next time you are on, you are going to have to read our horoscopes. Oh yep. my god! Or take break horoscopes. I should. You know, I do. I do save them every month. So you remember what we did when we went to Grave Diggers, where we like picked everyone's beer oh. based on their personality yes. yes we should do that you should read our horoscopes and then we could kind of we could we should do that again because it would oh, just be a crack it'd be a funny how but, funny oh my gosh i'm sorry that lisa that's literally the funniest thing i've heard green I mean, energy i pay, I pay real portals. money to subscribe to this nonsense <laughs> but it's so worth it highly recommend you know it's all it just good. reminds you of like I, I have a subscription to Shudder and like oh. ev- which is this horror movie only um chant like it's like Netflix but for horror movies only and it's like four quid a month which is just a steal yeah. and it's all these like indie movies or like foreign films and I'm absolutely obsessed with it. I think um, everyone else here in the in in the podcast is like Christina, shut up about Shudder, shut up about Shudder. Um, but anyway, like. All of the indie films, like the horror films, have a magazine like that. There's always some main character flipping through something that's like that has something ridiculous in the cover, and it's like it's all here, right here, page twelve. So you know, I kind of feel like I need to have a subscription to this now, Lisa. Um, oh my god, I, I highly recommend. In fact, I I took a picture of the because it, it just popped through my <clears throat> my my letterbox this morning. So uh, I'll see so- if I can get this too appear but um and we, you know we'll put a link in the i'm trying to make it less feeds off our fear oh yeah that is a shape-shifting spook feeds off our fear so watch you actually get a print copy or a digital uh, copy i get a print copy um but but there's also magic xmas cocktails to boost luck psychic skills happiness oh you know what we may need to do a little taste testing um, before Halloween, I bought this book um, um, by Anais Alexander, um, and it's it's uh, magical brews, and it's all these oh. different um, spell cocktails. Ooh, so, like fun. cocktails that you can make um, for different um, spells. So, spell work. So, yeah, like, I love it. Or Potions. monetary, basically. Um, so, for luck and business, or for. Right. For those kind of things. So there's all sorts of, of, of different sort of spells that you can. And I, and I love her. She's, um, she, she's amazing on YouTube. Um, oh, that's very cool. Um, yeah, she's, is she magicians? 
Magicans on on YouTube, and I, I've watched her for for a long time. But anyway, so I bought this. I bought her book, which was really reasonably priced. It was only it was only like twelve euro, and it was like a hardback copy, which I thought was just like great deal. Anyway, so it's all these um different spells that you can do with alcohol, and I was like, sign me up! I'm there for that. <laughs> I am there for the boozy spells. So um, I'm really looking forward to to digging into that. So Lisa, oh, we, can, yeah. we can we can have a go. Well, we'll have to compare and contrast because I bet those are going to be a little more upmarket than the ones that are in the takeaway game <laughs> and fortune. In fairness, they are they are kind of upmarket. Like they, they they're they're they can be quite complicated and 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 lovely. They sound really lovely. There's one that I really oh yeah. Really well, um, and again, there are also uh, let's see, also um, winter spells to make you rich. So there's there's a lot happening in this issue, is what I'm saying. It's. Uh, uh, oh, hubby caught my psychic gift. She, she gave her husband something. So. This sounds this sounds like the magazine where the woman who married the ghost pirate oh, would yes. announce her divorce because she's getting yes. divorced. She has now been from in this pirate. again and again. Yeah, the, the lady who married the ghost pirate has been in multiple multiple issues. I probably yeah. you know for years before that too, without anyone else noticing. You know. And she's, she's divorcing him now, isn't she? Isn't that yes, it, it did not work out, unfortunately. Uh, they just—I wonder why that is. Uh, <laughs> lack of intimacy. I don't know. They, they <laughs> put together. I, actually, I thought she abused him. Was part of the. Oh, you know, really? She was abusive. <laughs> yes. I wonder how they prove that. It was complicated. It yeah. It was uh, it was ending in a kind of ugly way. So, but I think it was on it was on her. How so. would he communicate with his lawyer? I, I mean, so many questions. <laughs> so, <laughs> okay, so that's you're saying a, a ghost pirate, a ghost I, pirate. Because I read something before about a woman marrying a ghost she met on a plane. I think. Oh no, there, there's a couple of women who've been marrying ghosts. Okay, no, okay, this yeah. one she married a ghost pirate. Okay, okay. Mm. It was but a whole thing. Her, her day mm. job is being a Jack Sparrow cosplayer. So just keep you keep okay. doing the whole. You know, it's all, there's a lot there. Yeah. There's a lot there. <laughs> yes, but uh, I'm gonna have to do a bit of googling on that now. <laughs> oh, I, I, I try not to yuck anyone's yum. You know what no, I mean? Like I no. try not to yuck anyone's yum. If you want to marry a ghost. You, you, you live your best life and you marry a ghost. Okay, that, that is the first time I've heard that term, yuck anyone's yum. I like it. Yeah, yeah like I, I try to to just like let everyone live their best lives. You know what I mean? If you want to marry a ghost, do not hurt anybody. Live live your life. Be happy. It's a, Who cares? It's okay. We're, la- we're laughing with her, not at her. It's fine. Exactly. No, I just, I, I just, I'm just, I'm just trying to figure out how the divorce proceedings exactly go like uh, but i think i think they had to get married in international waters if i recall correctly for real this was a thing that happened well i mean i said maybe for real is right this was a thing that happened but but no they definitely like went out on a boat to do the wedding and then you know, but then obviously it's not worked out for for one reason and another, and it's uh, obviously too bad. But, his inheritance uh, go? Does like does she posthumously get his inheritance? Like he's already oh, dead, so you know, does she get question. to go back like three hundred years and be like, "Yo, uh, I know you're his great 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 grandson, but I married him, so actually that's all mine now." Oh, that's that's fascinating. I hadn't even. I mean, I mean, how do, how does inheritance law work with when you marry dead people? <laughs> Well, but also when it's a pirate, did you ever find the treasure? I don't, you know, 
Oh my god, I have just googled it and I she's Irish. Yes, she's Irish. Yes. So it's a local story. It all counts. And, well, but but here's the thing also, if you're married to a pirate and piracy is illegal and you're 80, you're like, are you in trouble now too because you know your husband's a pirate? Like I don't understand oh. how any of this works. What are the but legalities a, of this? She divorced him via an exorcism. <laughs> Well, that explains. Well, now we have the answers to how the lawyer stuff works. There we go. Okay, they got a priest, not a lawyer. <laughs> oh my! A goodness. priest divorced her. I thought they didn't believe in that. Careful now. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, maybe it was an annulment because he couldn't actually fulfill his conjugal duties, oh, which is a reason. Which is a reason for annulment. Mm. Although, still, it's pricey to get an annulment. You know, that's not. You know, that's an expensive thing to be going through. So. But I would imagine it'd be pretty easy to prove that there was no. Why are we talking about this? <laughs> because it's amazing. I, I have I have a list of um, tangents that we've taken, ju- just for uh, you know social media's when we're releasing it, and it's, it's people will love it. It's all yeah, good. Yeah. We're going to talk about the ghost pirate lady. It's or, uh, sorry, the the lady who marries the pirate ghost. Because you know who doesn't love a pirate? Ghost? I'm glad we had a super serious discussion about colonialism and its impact and its impact on on indigenous societies. Now we're like. Ghost pirates! <laughs> We're full circle. We're, we have something for everyone. I mean, yeah, exactly, exactly. And our uh, banter is good banter. <laughs> yeah. So, getting back to Christmas and getting ready for Christmas. <laughs> Christmas ghost pirates. Let's just move along from the ghost pirates. <laughs> well, Christmas is a good time for ghost stories. But yes, I think, you know, it's all about are we going to get some beer advent calendars, open things up? I mean, Maybe do like some unboxings since, you know, we can't go out anywhere. So maybe that'll be a fun, fun thing. To yeah. Do. I, I may do a video at some point. I've got, uh, again, I think it's the Craft Central box I've ordered. I should probably double check that I haven't ordered two boxes. Just because... oh, oh, well. Oh, well. Again, I have about getting one. I had two yeah. of the Hope Double IPAs the other night, folks. I, I, I may have bought things without knowing it. I, I'm not going to do that. I, 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 I do that, that too. Yeah. It may have happened. Drunk, it's so, drunk it's so easy now because you buy everything online anyway. So and exactly, if my phone's just there, I'm like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah like I, I, I know this isn't good, but I, I have a tendency to feel like money spent online is not real money. Like it's just like, <laughs> oh, I just click a button. It's PayPal. It's not real. Well, it's not like we're going out. We're not spending on, you know, going out to pubs or going to restaurants. Uh, even if we're getting takeout, it doesn't. It's not as much. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I have saved a lot of money. I don't really spend it on anything. Yeah. So the occasional yeah. box of beer is just, it, yeah, it's, it's an oh, acceptable expense. Yeah, exactly. And frankly, usually less than the cost of a night out here. And oh, yes. And everything. Oh, it's oh, so easy. expensive to go out in Dublin. Just don't even get me started. Yeah, but it's nice because we can support a local business and, you know, yeah. it's it's all good. So you, you And don't... you always get a seat on your sofa as well. Yeah. No, none of that standing, yeah. Larry. There's, there's not a line for the bathroom. Yeah. No or for the bathroom. Not that weird dude smoking just outside the door where you're like really just mm, thanks guy move you know, i need bit. to order an advent box but i just don't know which one i want to order because there's it used to be like there was one option and now there's so many there's options yeah. and i'm like i don't know which one i want i want all of them i can't have all of them i, have I to know i know one. i'm thinking of getting another one unless i already bought the other one i'm gonna have to troll her my email and, and do a check and yeah people, but like <laughs> For those of us who are American, we had some emotions last week. So as we record, so we had to, we went. We had a lot of feelings. So I I think uh, I'm. I am thinking though of I maybe the beer club one. Although I think I also talked to uh, Brewdog is doing a collaboration mini fest, which 
I have signed up for, but I've not heard about how to pay yet. So a bit of a mystery there. But I, I'm interested in the beer club one. Um, Quiva was talking about how it's yeah, like, a lot of limited like, edition beers, and that's more yeah. like what I'm keen on. Like yeah. I would, I would rather do like Irish beers and like limited yeah. editions. And she, Quiva said there's some like special stuff and stuff. So I'm, I'm probably going to go there. I've had the Martins one before, <laughs> and I love it. So I highly recommend the Martins. But that's the only other one that I'm familiar with. Um, yeah. But I'm leaning towards beer club just because like. I know Quiva and I would trust her a hundred percent to make an yeah, amazing. They're just, off. they're just lovely. I've got my, my beer club pint glass here. Hard to oh, see. Oh, that's cool. Oh beer yeah. Cool. Yeah. And they're just, you know, if, if there's a problem, they can sort it. They're, they're very, no, I love, I, I, yeah. I love, I love how um, everything is like small businesses here and that, you know, you really just can just, Hey, you know, so-and-so, this is, you know, and this is gets, wonderful. And it's just yes. sorted. It's just exactly. It's- and the other thing I love about beer club is they get the interesting stuff from Germany and, you know, other, other places mm. that you might oh, like yeah. all the good Irish yeah, stuff, yeah. but also some stuff that can be harder to find. Yeah. Quiva was the only one in Ireland who got, um, I'm saying Quiva, sorry, the beer club. <laughs> <laughs> Quiva is their social man social media manager. So I keep talking about Quiva, but <laughs> the beer club is the only one that got all five of the official 2020, um, October fest. They were fresh as anything they yeah they- i ordered all of them from there and they were gorgeous absolutely yeah, here. So i neat. still have a loaf of bread in the fridge oh i'm gonna drink the, that soon the August dinner was like <laughs> oh oh yeah. so good i liked so good. the i liked the the Mirzen. just beautiful stuff yeah and again really fresh good. kept in good shape you know sometimes you order things from other places and you don't know if it's been kept cold or if it's been you know, sitting in a hot window or something, but no, they do a great job. Really, no, I, 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 I'm always really happy good. with everything I order from from Beer Club and um, also Martins and yeah. also Craft Central. To be they're honest, all like they're, they're all, all good. good. <laughs> like, see, I, I try to spread the love and also Fifty Seven the headline. Like, I've gotten some amazing cases of beer from Fifty Seven the headline. Like, yeah, who, and that's when we talk about innovation. We're spoiled like, for choice. Yeah, can we talk about innovation? Like. You know, fifty seven the headline was a pub, and then they've they've opened up this this basically this craft beer store in in out of their pub like almost instantaneously. They're selling food and and whatever as well. I am so thoroughly impressed with what the headline. Yeah, I just keep seeing the, the pictures of their to. their burger on social media, and I'm like, I, I need that to be here. Yeah, so. and also beer cloud like beer cloud. I don't think existed yes. before the lockdown. No. no. No, no, they no, they didn't. That was that was made solely for the purpose of for small breweries here. Beer. Wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah really absolutely. Just to get those who are don't have those connections, mm-hmm. uh, you know, in in Dublin or or in another yeah. city, you know, have a way to distribute. Mm-hmm. I mean, they did it so quickly and so efficiently. It's uh, it's really impressive. And and uh, the again the the crack community guys too. They've done a great job oh, pulling yes. together some events and just. Um, really getting some some really good beers organized through you know both beer cloud uh beer club all all over just really um you know getting people together that's you know it's it's what's been keeping us going during this lockdown so you know it shows how close the community that is as well though i think doesn't it yeah that they were able to kind of do that so no there's not competition with it so much you know working together kind of thing no, yeah. I love Crack Community. I, I think their festivals have been amazing. I went to one of their festivals, um, oh God, sometime in the summer, and it was just w- really well done um, with all the different beers and then the interviews with the brewers. And they were talking about how they came across this, why they came 
brew this beer and all. I just think that they just took the idea of Zoom and just ran with it. And it yep. was just so well done. And they're just lovely, lovely people. Um, I'm, I'm actually devastated that I missed their their dark nights or whatever it was. Lovely. It was. Tandy and oh, I both I'm went devastated. To so so their next their next one I can't wait. I can't wait. Um, but I just I just adore them. Like I just think what they're doing is just wonderful. I think they're fast because they make these. Um, if you're not familiar, they make these like festival beer boxes. So you you order the the beer box and it's all these festival beers and then you have the zoom call and the brewers talk through the process of their brewing you can ask as many questions as you want and i just think in a time of lockdown like how amazing is is this to be able to access brewer breweries and 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 it's a way to keep connected in the community and I do think it's just so nice that Ireland is sort of very much a collective in terms of the craft beer world. Like everything, everyone is very friendly. Everything is like, let's support the community. What can we do for the community? And I just think that's wonderful. Yeah. It's, it's so nice. It's the whole sort of, you know, rising tide lifts all boats thing. And uh, again, I'm sure there, there's the odd, you know, actual, you know, intellectual property fight somewhere behind the scenes that we're not seeing, but you know, people on the whole are doing such a good job to just be, you know, collaborative and, uh, work together exactly like you're saying and, and I think it's it's so positive and it's just so nice to see something so positive and um, I, I think the other thing too is there's such great support from some of the, these big businesses that have very little to do with beer like your your littles or your super values that really create space for some of the local producers whether it's like like Hope and Four Provinces have both gotten um, real support from those so to think you know you can go to you know your, your local grocery store of a weekend and just pick up you know mm-hmm a couple beers and, and get something really good and local. I mean, that's, that's a relatively new thing and it's nice to see them continuing to support that. And uh, so we're, we've been really lucky, I think with the timing of that, that that sort of happened when we're all <laughs> stuck at home. So. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, Christina, you took a big swig there of the, uh, <laughs> how, how are you enjoying it? It's I loved it. I thought it was amazing. This, this is dangerous. Yes. Um, it's 8.9%, but it is. Oh, so good. And okay. So here's my frustration with double IPAs. Most of the time it's it to me, like sometimes it feels like a lot of brewers are like, how many hops can I shove into this beer? Yeah. And they completely forget about, you know, I don't know, flavor. Yep. Aroma these little things <laughs> this is so good like I I, I I love that they have they have doubled the malt I think this sweetness here really 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 actually balances out the hoppiness like yeah. I, I mean it's, it's still hop forward like don't get me wrong oh, yeah. it's still a hop forward beer but the the sweetness here really plays really well with the sourdough tropical fruit notes and <clears throat> This is dangerous. I had a lovely <laughs> dessert and then another lovely dessert. So I thought it was just amazing. Such a good job. And like you say, I feel like especially if you're thinking kind of, you know, late, you know, 2010s or, you know, sort of even like if you go to like 2005 or 2004, where we had this sort of um, IBU arms race, if you like, where it was all like, how bitter can I make the thing? And you're like, but what does that do? Why, guys? You know, it's... It's interesting to be like, I did the most extreme thing, but so what? Did it taste good? And um, and, and I will say I had the, um, I can't remember if it was BrewDog. It was probably BrewDog, though. The, 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 the beer where it, it was in a taxidermied animal of some kind. Um, yeah. Which mm. I, I had in a pub in, gosh, it must have been like 2007. I remember being like, this is interesting. 
but is it good? And 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 again, not to slam our local brew dog because our local brew dog, those folks are doing a great job. Uh, but you, you know, as a as a thing, I was like, what? Why are we doing this? Was was um, that the why? tactical nuclear penguin? Yes. Was that the, yeah, yes. yeah. I had that. Yeah, it was, it was um, interesting. Yeah, yeah. And it wasn't bad. It was just no. Maybe what I would have chosen no. if it hadn't had all the the gimmicks. And I, I had it at a. Uh, at a bar's anniversary party. So it was kind of, which made sense. I mean, I think that's the right venue for that kind of thing is there's some kind of ridiculous event. You're there with friends. You're just going to, you know, have whatever the most ridiculous thing is. But, you know, then like, you know, you compare to like a, a Pliny the Elder or a Pliny the Younger. I'm personally a Pliny the Elder fan compared to the Younger. I've had the Younger. I think the Elder is better, but, you know, but um and they're both nice, and certainly the the elder is kind of you know the the sort of you know godfather yes. if you like of this style. But uh, one of my former locals, uh, Tired Hands Ardmore, PA, so they are awesome. They made this beer called Mrs. Oh, Man, which was just you know blew both of them out of the water. I was like, this is so good. Why are we having other beers? But you know you can only have so many. But it was in a small a small glass, which was perfect. But just um, again, that balance is so hard to get with those stronger hoppier beers it gets more and more extreme and more and more sort of often ridiculous unless there are people who really get it and again this hope one is good so that was a long rambling simply <laughs> really good no what what is that quote like um everyone no one everyone was so focused on how they could do it no one asked why or like why they should do it yes, and that yeah. that that's my thing like why yeah 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 for some of these, I'm just like, why did you make yeah. that? Like, there's just no reason to it. And it's um, so like, it's the same thing, like um, Hetty Topper versus Focal Banger. Like, I think Focal yeah. Banger is the better beer. Um, and a Hetty Topper is the is the more famous one. But I, I prefer uh, Focal Banger. Um, but I, I do some, which is just an, it's just an aside and has nothing to do with, with the, the, the hops arms raves, because both of those are just lovely hopped beers. Yeah. They're both absolutely stunning, stunning beers. Like you just, you, there's no complaints about either of them, but I just prefer focal banger, but um, the, it, it is an, a hops arm race. I think Lisa, you just kind of nailed it on the head. Like why? why? Like, yeah. The question is not, it's just why? Like it, it just, ugh, it's just, oh, uh, wait, I'm, I'm going to do a thing. I'm going to do a thing. Hang on. This is, this is, your guys are all going to be like, whoa, mine's blown. <laughs> so this is happening. So it is all to do the big sort of hops arms race was happening during the big hops shortage. So it all comes back to our conspicuous consumption with Viking burials to be like, look what I can fucking blow up, dude. <laughs> Boom. So I tied it all together. <laughs> Should we just end there? I think we're done. Yeah. <laughs> I think that is the perfect note to leave yeah. it on. <laughs> right? Absolutely. Yep. Guys. Yeah. Have a good oh. All good. So yeah, I think we've come to the end of our episode, <laughs> right? Yep. Yeah. Like Hope you enjoyed all our tangents. Yes, we're yeah. all up there on all the socials. So we are the Beer Ladies Podcast. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and you can watch us on YouTube. Tune in next week. I don't know what we're... I think we're doing thanks, Thanksgiving beers next week. Thank you for listening, everyone. Bye. 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 Bye.
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50% to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.